0: Can
1: we please have quiet on the set? One and only. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose
2: because you know in life you're always told that if you work hard if you chip away if you plug away if you do your job then your moment will come and I am sick of waiting for my moment
1: also joining me each and every week is the founder Willie T Will Terrashock.
2: well The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at Wrestlemania Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock!
1: And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, THE Kate Murphy.
2: How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was THE man! It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me.
1: Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado. Behold the king. The king of kings. I took her out. It was a rumble night. I brought it to the Royal Rumble because I thought things were feeling right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number blink one eighty two of the Kings of the Rings podcast. I am your lead singer, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Bachelor Bigs uh, across all social media: at Facebook, at Twitter, at Instagram. Find Kings of the Rings podcast. Um, our social media at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Listen to us each and every week by subscribing to Attic Radio wherever you listen to your podcast like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Um, follow WrestleAddict Radio on all of their social media at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter and wrestleaddictradio Radio on um, Facebook and Instagram. But where would I be? I can't be a lead singer without, uh, I guess, uh, my bass guitarist over there, Mr. Will Tarashock, the man who uh, gets his corn holed.
3: Just when I thought I was out, <laughs> motherfucker Royal Rumpel brought me right back in, baby. I'm so fucking glad to be a wrestling fan again. My wrestling <laughs> my wrestling low is over. This weekend was fucking awesome. I didn't watch World's glad This weekend wrestling was fucking awesome. Edge is back, and I have seen so clearly the girl at the cornhole show. Good Lord. Uh, me, it's me, it's Willie T. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. A big anniversary is coming up for me next week. So stay tuned for that. Spook, uh, scoop, scoop. Scoop, uh, scoop. Where would I be without my Priscilla Kelly, my Darby Allen, Miss Kate Murphy. Or Miss oh. M.X. Murphy. Kate Murphy. Mix, They. <laughs> Kate.
0: <laughs> Mix Murphy. It is me, not a Ms. But a mix. Your queen be the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Twitter at the Kate Murphy underscore. I too am happy to be a wrestling fan this weekend. My daddies were victorious. Not too much bad happened. I am rejuvenated.
1: Yeah, I think wrestling is everything that we needed uh, this week, especially with the events going on in the world uh, that happened over the weekend, which we will uh, talk about and have a little bit of a, uh, going a little bit off a tangent of wrestling uh, towards the end of the show, where we'll have a little bit of a, I guess, a memoriam um, about everything that had occurred. But let's start off with uh, with Worlds Colliding, um, where we had NXT and NXT UK, I guess, for the first legit time ever, squaring off in each other. Uh, there were five main cards main card uh, matches. There was one uh, pre-show match. Uh, we're just going to run them down right now and talk about that show. That show in general, to me, was TakeOver, just in disguise. And I think for a non-TakeOver show that was actually a TakeOver show, they did really well. I did miss... Uh, Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray was the pre-show match. So, Kate, how was that? I don't know. I don't know if you saw it or not.
0: I forgot to watch pre-show.
1: We all missed Did we all miss, we oh, all miss wow. the pre-show? I watched. You it. know what's it funny? Was Man
0: when Mance and I were doing our world's collide show. Yeah. Same deal. He goes, Kate. I didn't watch it. How was it? And I go, I forgot to watch it. <laughs> So.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, we 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 brought the gift of podcast back. Like I said, uh, like we had been saying towards the end of the year, Mance uh, had had retired. However, um, I can reveal now uh, that Mance is still technically retired. However, you will be seeing Mance from time to time around Big Four seasons as a little bit of an on-air consultant
3: per se. So, um, dude, let, let's just let's just call it how Mance... it is. We we gave him the Brock contract. What's up? We gave him the Brock contract. Kind of, kind of. He comes and goes as he pleases, lucky bastard. How can I do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and Mance is going to hate being compared to the Brock contract, but he's going to have to suck it up at this point. But yes, Mance is back kind of, sort of, but... I'm glad to have a little bit of Mance as compared to no Mance at all. So uh, there's that. We have that special, which came up um, on Ressotic Radio uh, this past Monday. So please check it out. Um, It's called the Queen Bee's Delight. Gifted podcast. Anywho, moving along, let's go to the main card. Uh, What started out the show, Kate Murphy, as my memory is just going all over the place.
0: Um, The show opens with Ilya Dragunov versus Finn Bauer.
1: Oh, yes. And the camera angles on this were just living up to every straight girl's dream.
0: Mm.
1: Whoa, whoa. Take take (laughs) it easy over there. (laughs) 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 Take it it easy over there. Um, Mm. Good match. It's a match that that Ilya Dragunov was going to be highlighted in. I think he did a good job holding his own. But ultimately... Prince Debit or Prince Balor won.
0: Which we knew he would. I mean, well, duh. he did a really good job of making Ilya Dragunov look strong. And on UK, they're kind of starting to push him a little bit. So Finn Balor was the perfect mashup, matchup for him. It wasn't as violent as I expected, though. Like, it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. But it was just below what I thought it would be. But still awesome. Very fair. And I was surprised it opened the show, too.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, when you see everything else that happened on that card, it kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about the women's match, but I feel the women's match and the Finn match should have been football. Here come the women.
1: <laughs>
0: Here come the women.
1: Didn't the women come, come on after that, right, or were they two matches after?
0: no. Um, after the Finn Balor match was... The Cruiser Greats. The
1: Cruiserweight match. The Cruiser Grates. Um,
0: oh. Holy
1: crap, the variations in that match were unfucking fucking believable um, All those guys flowed really well. A couple of missteps here and there, not too much that really stood out for me. Um, swerve is amazing. For a man that size, and to be called a Cruiserweight is absurd.
3: Swerve, swerve, swerve. <laughs>
1: um Devlin was just his perfect um you had swerved oh um uh Travis Banks and Angel Garza all everybody had a moment to shine you didn't know exactly who was going to win and then all of a sudden uh the
3: cruiserweight title is now going to the UK for a little bit You see that's my question I want to ask you guys what do you th- do we know what's going to happen or do we- is it kind of spe- speculation so is the cruiserweight title going to go over there or is Devlin going to come over here? And which would you prefer? Honestly,
0: I go ahead, hmm.
3: Kate.
0: I'm fine with the Cruiserweight title going to NXT UK. Because they need a mid-card title anyway. And, you know, right now the, Uni- the, um, the United Kingdom title, I mean, Walter's the champion. It's a big man's game right now. The Cruiserweight's on that show and there are a bunch of little guys in the UK. They need something to do. They need something to chase. I think it's a good move to bring it over there for a little while. And if they really wanted to move the Cruiserweight to to another back to NXT, they could.
1: You know, I think it's a good idea, too, uh, because you need more titles on the UK scene. NXT is getting to the point where, like, we don't need—we're flooded with championships at the moment, which we didn't say about two years ago. Remember, we kept on clamoring for a mid-card title for years, Will? Oh 100%. <laughs> you know, um we were we were And they have it. And it's the- fucking amazing. Um and so we finally got one because it's on my shoulder cuz I'm also Keepley's, um, you know, Evil Twin. Um, doppelganger. Double e- evil doppelganger the, the the one with the more defined beard at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I think it's good because like Kate said you need the actually UK people need something to do and something to fight for cuz Walter's not dropping that title anytime soon um however it, you do also have to consider what happens to 205 live now 205 live is still running <laughs> sure <laughs> it is <laughs> no it is like it's it's still a thing um so like what,
3: That sucks dude
1: <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of this conundrum. Sorry. but I think I think it's better served in the UK for the time being
3: yeah, this is this is a bit of a tough one for me because I think it going to the UK is better for the UK, especially if they don't have a mid-card belt. It's just more opportunity for those guys over there, which is never a bad thing. But I think it's a bad thing for the belt. It's just like it kind of gives off the vibe that you guys have pretty much just completely given up on this belt. It's gone from Raw to SmackDown to both to NXT to its own show to back to NXT. It's just like... At this point, it needs some consistency, but at the same time, when I watch NXT on a weekly basis, it's just gonna be something I'm gonna skip, it's the Cruiserweights. Um, so I think it's better for the UK brands over there, but I think it's better for the belt if it stays on NXT. Because it's more exposure to a bigger audience. Sure. It might mm-hmm. be better for the talent if it stays in NXT.
1: Because you get more exposure, you just have to get that talent over to full sale, you know, on a yeah. consistent basis. Because
3: when uh, when Swerve came out last week and he wrestled, um, oh, there you go, MJF. That's on MJF. I don't know who the fuck that is. When yeah, uh, when <laughs> Swerve wrestled someone last week, it might have been Leo Rush. It was Leo. Um, I was just like, fuck, I have to watch this match because I love Swerve. Yeah. Right. So if if. If you kind of give these guys a chance on NXT TV and you fall in love with a guy or a few guys or a feud, there, you're back in.
1: True. So who knows? We, they haven't really said anything um, as of this recording. Obviously, NXT hasn't done their uh, their post-Rumble episode yet, so we will find out um, along with you guys as to what has occurred. A- transpired in the world of nxc and if the and if the irish ace does move over to the states um i wouldn't be surprised if they do that um but i also wouldn't be surprised if he goes and tours around um the uk for a little bit longer uh yeah so, so moving along to uh here come the women we had a uh, we no 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 women. that's right it was no. it was tagged tattoo-
0: <laughs> sorry Tell so me down ricky geez
1: you're so excited <laughs> it, was a, it was a tag it was a uh, tag team right mm-hmm. that's right because they
0: next on the card we have Mustache Mountain versus the returning DIY
1: my goodness what a match
0: that was my match of the weekend like I already know it's too early for a match of the week match of the night it's that
1: yeah I, I have no words for that it was it was great <laughs> all the,
0: I'm going to say the same thing I've said on Twitter. I said it on Gifted Podcast. That match is everything a tag team match is supposed to be.
1: Yeah. You
0: you had the storytelling. You had, you know, people that can actually work. You You could tell that they were having fun. You could tell that they respected each other. And considering, like, there's, like, you know, not, like, a real story to this, it's just, oh, we should fight so we're going to fight. Like There's no story to it, but they made it a compelling story anyway.
2: Like, WWE has produced longer
0: feuds. (laughs) Yeah? WWE's also produced feuds that are are supposed to be more high-profile, last longer, but did not mean as much and did not translate as well in the ring as DIY versus Mustache Mountain did.
1: Yeah. I just like the fact that they tagged because, you know, sometimes... A.W. gets this problem of they just don't tag and it become a bunch of spots and Don't you know, let's not forget there were a ton of spots in this match But you still stuck to the rules of tag team wrestling mm-hmm. Which was really nice to you, see. You, have, you have
3: to you have to toe that line of consistency Say that again will you have to toe that line of consistency.
0: Yeah, yes,
1: and I think they did it well. DIY ended up winning, which, of course, they probably were going to win. Uh, they had the great showing of respect for for Mustache Mountain. Um, overall, great match. Absolutely great match. Now is the time for the women?
0: Yes, it's time for the Here women. Here come the women.
1: <laughs> Here come the women with Rhea Ripley. Women, 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 women. And, uh, and Tony Storm. It's
0: Tony time.
1: Kate, how? What were your thoughts on this match?
0: Um, I felt that it was a good match. It's the weakest match on the card, but that's not even like a discredit to the match. It's just the card itself was that good. I think the match was too short, and I don't know. The ending kind of felt like wonky to me. Like it ended like too soon. It's like they were cut for time last minute. Probably. I mean.
1: Tony Storm also has a really weird frog splash. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look right.
0: Yeah. Like, not a bad match. Like, I enjoy both of them, but they've both per- put on better matches with each other.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, they had battled for the NXT UK title a couple of times, so uh, NXT Women's UK and- title a couple of times. And they had put on better matches, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can see this as an And, like, the underrated- match was a
0: little bit... It was a little more slower pace than the Finn and Ilya match, which is why I think they should have flipped.
1: Yeah, but with with an opening match, you need a fast paced match to get the crowd up. You can't start slow. You know yeah. you just have to hide that, Sorry, ma- you have to hide that match that in that show.
0: <laughs> yeah, it should have opened the show, but it's still a good match.
1: No, very good match. Um and then after that, we had the Demolition Derby that was Imperium versus Undisputed. Whew. Wow. <laughs> what an amazing match. Granted, the fact that Alexander <laughs> Wolf got a, his freaking face kicked off.
0: Like, right away. <laughs> yeah,
1: and couldn't compete.
0: Like, within the first few minutes of the match, he was out.
1: Yeah. Um just spot after spot it like it's everything you wanted to see in an eight man tag between two powerful factions uh between the entrances like you know you had undisputed coming out through a smoke like they're like the university of miami um way back when and only like college football fans will get that reference um and then you had undis, you had um Imperium, obviously, with their silhouettes, which is still one of the most amazing entrances ever. Uh, and then you just have the face-off and the battle, and it was hard-hitting. It was brutal. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, it was everything you want. It's it's a, a, a great eight-man tag. Well, I don't know if you saw this eight-man tag at all. you guys
3: make me want to watch it, though.
1: Oh, no, no. You, you definitely should watch it. It was... Um, it was a sight to see. Imperium in
3: the end ends. Dude, there's not, not enough hours in a day. It's like, the way you guys talk about this is like, God damn it, I almost wish I was still unemployed if I had time to watch all this goddamn <laughs> wrestling.
1: Yeah, you can I mean, just pick the matches you want to see. Um, I would say, it's one of those things where, like, in this world's collide. The cruiserweights came on. I was like, "Oh crap! That's no one's beating that match." And then Mustache Mountain and DIY came on. I'm like, "Oh, I don't think anything's gonna beat that match." And then you had the main event. You're like, "Fuck! Can anybody top this? Like, they, it was like one of those. They were like, <laughs> they kept on topping each other. Stop being so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stop being so talented. How Watch
3: dare it. you? <laughs> yeah.
0: I- Shut off AEW right now and put this pay per view on. Will.
3: In Triple H, honestly, I, I might, because right now MJ has about to talk, and I don't want to d- listen to that, because it'll come over in the audio recording, so.
0: NXT products in general was better than AEW this week. Like, AEW was good, but, like, you can, you, you this is more important. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Yeah. So, Kate, since me and you are the only ones that actually saw this, um, what were you? What? How, mo- uh, how many crowns would you give this? I would
0: crown this four point seven five out of
1: five stars. We do a ten crown system, Kate. <laughs>
3: Come on, don't don't be
0: David. I'm us, so Kate. <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't melt
1: service.
0: this. I did five yesterday. Nine point
1: seven five out of ten. Wow, pretty high marks. It's because all your daddies won.
0: Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> I told everybody Jordan Devlin was going to be the champ. No one believed me. Except I you. Do. I said except you. Mwah. And here we are.
1: <laughs> you and your picture. I'm Jordan also Devlin. right now
0: because of because he's now the cruiserweight champion. I'm going back and rewatching the UKM um, tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was such a dick. I forgot how much of a dick he was when he started.
1: Yeah, he was a little blockhead. <sighs> but very nice guy like to meet I was in person. Sad,
0: like, so sweet. He was really sweet.
1: Very very impressive guy. So hopefully we'll meet him again, uh, or I'll meet him again when I go to Access. Um, hopefully, who knows? Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a uh, eight point five out of ten. You know, the women were kind of yeah. And to be honest with you, the Finn and Ilya match didn't really hit the way I wanted it to. Um mm-hmm. but everything else, top notch. Like unbelievable. So it, Like,
0: it's one of the best pay-per-views that they've put on in a while. What we
1: what we even didn't talk about was the little antics that they pulled. So you had like Mercedes Martinez, uh, in the crowd, which was cool. And then right next to Mercedes was uh <laughs> Was Dakota Kai just looking like a slumlord <laughs> <laughs> and just very just emo and angry? And out of nowhere, Tegan Knox just goes and attacks her, which I thought was a great swerve in the uh, in the proceedings to really hype up Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai, which is going to be on NXT TV, um, and it's going to be amazing.
0: I'm hype for tomorrow.
1: I'm very hype uh, for that. But with that being said, uh, our worlds have collided, uh, but we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to get into our full Rumble recap, including surprises, uh, what shocked us, what didn't shock us, what made us laugh, um, and maybe some things that could have gone a little bit better. But all about it more when we return after this quick commercial break. What is going on, everybody? This is your resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rosé of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Hey guys,
2: this is the man who loves to make a difference, Nate the effing great. You can always interact with me on Twitter at real effing game and be sure to listen into my podcast, the game changer
1: podcast, where we talk about pop culture, professional wrestling, play games, among so many other great things. Guys, remember that you can make a difference. This is Nate the effing great from the game changer podcast exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio
2: hey 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 folks this is mr Fretz from the game changer podcast bow down because you are listening to the kings of the rings podcast exclusively on wrestle addict radio welcome back ladies and gentlemen
1: kings of the rings podcast exclusively here on wrestle addict radio and we are ready to rumble review we're going to review the Rumble right about now. So, I don't know where we should start. Um, I feel like it's poignant to start with some of the pre-show matches. In particular, the U.S. Championship match uh, between Andrade um, and uh, Humberto Carrillo. Uh, they put on a great match for the pre-show. Very awesome. You know, um, it, was a, it was a great match. Obviously, Andrade won. Uh, and then they put on the match again on Raw. Which was weird. Which was very, very weird. Um and then Andrade won because Zelina Vega jumped in and saved lives and you need to get yourself a girl who saves your life like Zelina Vega does on a continuous basis for Andrade. Um, also Zelina Vega outfits of the week, as always. Um and then Humberto mm-hmm. Carrillo kinda lost it and DDTed Andrade onto concrete. <laughs> Head first. Uh, on Raw. It was
0: weird.
1: It was very, very weird, but then we found out later on that uh, Andrade uh, has a wellness violation and is now gone for 30 days, which I also, again, find very interesting because usually if you're a champion and you have a wellness violation, they usually find a way to get the title off of you. But in Andrade's case, they're keeping the title on him and I don't know what they're going to do in the interim.
0: Well, that's what happens when your Ric Flair seems to be son-in-law. I, you break well, you break wellness, and then get to keep you your fuck title. Fuck bitches, get
3: money. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Ric Flair drip.
1: Woo. That, <laughs> sure. Um, someone on Twitter when I posted about <laughs> about the suspension, they were like, "Ah, uh, I guess he got caught with too much flair in his system." Ooh, <laughs> Ooh
0: that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if Charlotte breaks wellness next?
1: That'd be the worst thing in the world. It's like Vince McMahon's nightmare.
3: <laughs> they were just doing coke off each other. <laughs>
0: the hat, yeah.
1: Charlotte Flair found with a t- With a hundred liters of Coquito in her system. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like two... Something totally ridiculous like that. Uh, one night in Milwaukee. One night in Milwaukee. One night in Tijuana. Um... <laughs> So Andrade's gone for a little bit I don't know what happens to Zelina with this because Zelina's pretty much the mouthpiece No she's just off TV But, But like Do you really want Zelina off TV?
0: No maybe she'll wrestle
1: Maybe she'll wrestle Maybe she'll cut promos every week
0: Like maybe she'll be like Cutting promos weekly Like on behalf of Andrade
1: Which could work
0: like, she'll have messages from him or some shit. Yeah, Andrade misses to, you guys.
3: Day, day 13. Zelina, <laughs> I am sitting here at home pondering my recent quarrels with drugs and alcohol. And I am thinking, God, I'm so happy I have this vacation. And God, I can't <laughs> wait to get back and titty fuck you until the sun comes up. <clears throat> but don't tell Alistair. Forever yours, Cien. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forever yours, CN. nice (laughs) nice um so yeah who knows uh so let's move along what was on this card besides the rumble matches because there were other things that were on this card
0: first match oh my god there was was another match Uh, oh uh, shit fucking uh seamus and Uh, shorty jay no one cares
1: move along Uh, um
0: (laughs) i um yeah i tuned in for the second half of that match and didn't pay attention
1: oh we had roman and corbin fighting everywhere for the most part yeah that was a good
0: match
3: they did they did a good job
0: of fighting trying.
1: around the field <laughs> yeah I, is, re- I
3: really when you do well, something like that it's hard for the crowd to see
1: yeah and i think that i still think that well it's hard for some in the crowd to see depends on where you go
2: yeah
1: um in the arena but i think they did a good job of trying to fight everywhere as much as they could within probably the time frame they were given. Mm. And it did, mm-hmm. and it did end on like a dugout where you could see them for the most part. Yeah,
3: that was. I love how the World Series uh, logos are still there. No, it's just like <laughs> 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 cheaters, cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> No one mentioned it, which I was
1: very surprised at.
3: I was like, do you guys really just not take the logos down? Like, you really just don't touch this pole bark until next season, do you? (laughs) (laughs) You lazy sons of bitches. Right? It's like, no, you're cheating. You're fucking lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, no, that was a creative match. Um, After that, after Roman and Corbin, it was... I need, to probably, I need to pull up his match card actually
3: It might have been the women's rumble <laughs> No I think there was
1: one wo- Yes
0: uh but- No I think the women's rumble was next
1: Was oh you know why because You might be right let's check this out
3: um, This is great airtime, guys let me tell you no, it's perfect there, Tom.
0: Yeah, the women's rumble was after the Roman Reigns match. I have the card right there here.
3: There you go. Good job, Kate
1: Murphy. On the,
0: thank on you. On it,
1: on it. So it was the women's rumble. So yes. let's talk about this women's rumble. I thought it was really good match. Um, I thought that there was a lot here. It it was an interesting match because we only had what eight participants that were actually announced <laughs> if that
0: yeah by the time pre-show and stuff was over there were I think, eight women that were announced It was
1: like a very small visual so like the level of unpredictability was high on this one like really really and it high. worked and, and it worked and i loved the comebacks i loved seeing naomi with the natural afro comeback oh she was beautiful i loved seeing mighty molly and not molly holly which i thought was funny
2: mm-hmm. um
1: I love seeing people get get a chance to kind of get their moment, like I mentioned before, Mercedes Martinez. I'm very glad they gave her that respect of, a, of going into the Rumble.
0: Shotzi was in the Rumble. Shotzi was in the Rumble,
1: in the Rumble replacing an injured Sasha. Um, And oh, all Li was last year, too, as well. Um, yeah, she was. Naomi's spot was unreal, like her saving spot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I don't think people understand how difficult that is.
3: Yeah, she held that for a long time yeah. before she climbed up.
1: I cuz I I think she was I think she had to readjust a couple of times. Yeah. But even then like that's a lot of core work. What if a <laughs> like, fan started tickling mm-hmm. her? <laughs> <laughs>
3: So what I was like, got your nose. She's like, I'm not, t- I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Okay, I'm touching you. I'll get thrown out now. <laughs> Honestly, that might be worth it just to become an internet legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
0: To get banned from every WWE event for eternity.
3: Seriously. Okay. Yeah.
0: To become a legend
1: like that. But that scene was fantastic. I was... Um... I was very surprised with it. MVP of that match, Um Otis. It's not no, not really, <laughs> oh, it was Otis. The Otis save was
3: one of the best things I've ever it seen. Was I, just, popped like, so I was hard. like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> fuck. It's like, all right, first of all, like, um, she rolled out on her tummy and landed on her feet. I'm pretty sure. Or did she lay on him? No, she she laid on him. No, she she laid on him. Okay, yeah. and then she stood up. She stood up. Yeah, dude, that was amazing. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, cause I was like, I was like, oh, there goes Mandy Rose, and then I was like, Otis, <laughs> Otis, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I want them. That's love. Right I want there. them to end in a wedding,
0: like their own yeah. wedding,
1: and then have, uh, and then have um, uh, Deville. Um, so I want to I wanna have Sony and have Sonya so- Deville ruin it. Uh, We'll see where it goes.
0: Apparently, they're discussing bringing the lesbian idea back.
1: For to Sonia and Mandy?
0: Uh Uh-huh. I'm mad. You know how I was saying over the weekend that I wanted the Rumble to kind of be the catalyst of them breaking up? It is technically because Sonya... The Rumble is the catalyst of their lesbian love affair, apparently. I don't think so. It looked more to me like it was the catalyst
1: of them breaking up.
0: Well, I saw, to be fair, I saw it on a dirt sheet, but... Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do a lesbian love affair, you might as well just have Sonya and Liv Morgan go at it. And my lord, I love Ooh, Liv Morgan uh, in black.
3: Yeah. Amen to
0: that.
1: <laughs> she came out, I was like, that's the That's the look.
0: If my daddies of like the daddies of the like the week list wasn't full up like filled up she she would have been in the daddies of the week Ironically, list.
1: Her nickname on up up down down is Daddy. Oh, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, because Liv Morgan's a hysterical person outside of the ring. Uh yeah, I'm glad that Lana and Liv thing ended really quickly. Uh mm-hmm. they did have a match on Raw, which I was very impressed by Liv Morgan's improved skills.
0: Yeah, she's gotten a lot better. She got
1: a lot better. Uh, she took what Charlotte said to heart on SmackDown at one time, and she did. She improved, which I'm very impressed by her. So I hope there's more for her moving forward, and I hope this feud is over. Um, more from the Women's crossed. Rumble. All right, uh, can I can I bitch for Bianca the Women's Rumble can, can I just can I just can I loathe about Bianca Belair real quick? Oh yes, please. Like the, lo-
3: hi, the highlight of the Women's Rumble was Bianca Belair.
1: Bianca Belair tore it up she not only was the iron woman she is uh she also has the most eliminations tied with shayna baszler because shayna baszler came in and and cleared house um which when shayna baszler came in i was like up game fucking over and then they swerved us again Mm -hmm. um but bianca belair fantastic performance uh I couldn't be happier for her. I know, like, Bianca Belair's a fillum thing, too, but I'm a big Bianca Belair fan these days. She showed out and did it a basic job. Will, you have some concerns about this rumble.
3: Yeah, so here's here's my thing about the women's rumble itself. The match itself, entertaining. The the performances by certain women, phenomenal. A lot, like, a breakout off by Bianca Belair was... Exactly what her career needed In my opinion Um Shayna coming back Number 30 Surprise she didn't win F- Charlotte Flair winning Interesting You know Someone like Beth Phoenix Also looked good The cut on her head this, The her and dynamic With her and Natty Was great
1: But he, Beth Phoenix is a warrior For continuing to
3: Like wrestle She was there for a long time Yeah I was just like, was like She die yeah. like Oh wait that's blood It got like, more red <laughs> But here's Here yeah. is my issue I have the list in front of me Um there were thirty spots in the rumble, and sixteen of them were not on the main roster, right? Well, what do you consider the main roster? Because
1: remember, now the main roster is three different rosters. Do you? Okay, I don't consider NXT. I do.
3: Okay.
0: I still
1: it's, don't
3: either. That's I'll give you that. That's debatable. So that that is so depending how you def- it's not
1: debatable. Survivor Series proved that they are on the main roster. You, would, you wouldn't. You wouldn't series build right. if you weren't going to. I just consider NXT a league of so their will own. you, ever, so you would, can make them a I, league of their own. That's fine.
3: Will you, will you? Will you ever see like? Does that mean Keith Lee's never now getting called called over to Raw or Smack? I'm not going to use called up and use called over.
1: Well, it depends on when they do a superstar shakeup. Do you include NXT? That'll be your tell.
3: So okay, that's your tell. But there you, also
1: might be there also might be a bigger tell, which I'm going to talk about later.
3: Okay, so if this, so that and that would mean someone from Raw or Smack would have to go back to NXT like Finn Balor did.
1: Finn Balor did it. Tyler Breeze has done
3: it. Okay, but but let's let's let Fandango did it. So let, let let's let's put that on the back burner for now because Leo Rush did so it. So it 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 I'll I'll say it's uh depends how you define the way I'm defining it is that 14 main rosters mm-hmm. meeting Raw and SmackDown right, which means there is just too many surprises and you go through this list right and you think of who's in this Rumble who is actually believable to win it so. Like Alexa Bliss comes out first, interesting, good, good number one. I see her go strong. Probably not going to win, but maybe in the final four, she has that career. Maybe she could pull it out if you're being lucky. Um, Bianca Belair, no, she's gonna. She got glad she got that great showing, but not believable to win. Mighty Holly, no. Nikki Cross, no. Loner.
1: What do you mean by believable to win? Because, like, here's my thing. The men's Rumble, to, more than half of those guys in the Rumble, weren't believable but to win. But as you got towards the, the end, Rumble, and in, it was but the rumble in and of itself is constructed to have a majority of those people in that rumble not believable to win.
3: Sure, yes, that that in is true. Any
1: rumble. That is true. So why so what what's the concern with
3: people not believable to win in a rumble? Because it seems like it seems like a lot of, it seems win. like a lot of wasted picks. Not wasted but like it's like okay, they're in here but especially towards the end like your final 4, it just it didn't it didn't leave a lot of room for suspense. Like it's great to see these people like Azia Lee or a Kelly Kelly coming back, or like Beth Phoenix should not have been in the final four. Like Chelsea Green shouldn't even have been there. Dakota Kai probably shouldn't have even been there. It just—it's a testament to see how weak their main roster women are and how poorly they're booked. Like Saint I Naomi backstage. If was you look great. at the
1: main roster, if you look at the main roster, here's the people that you that weren't on the show due to injury or but they have not been cleared. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, Nia Jax ember moon ruby ride that changes the entire balance of your argument of those four women are in that rumble
3: yeah it, it does like, but they weren't exactly they weren't, does, but, but, that, they it, weren't it, it, but that doesn't
1: mean that they're weak it just means that they're injured sasha was they were hoping for sasha to be cleared however she was not cleared shot she was a last minute call up to replace sasha banks
3: what was wrong with sasha Did she have a concussion or something ankle ankle okay
0: she got hurt in the beginning of the month and I forgot about it until after the rumble, and she wasn't okay. there. Okay. Yeah, a-
1: ankles are a son of a bitch. So uh, if you if you don't really like stay off of it, it's really hard, and it's really hard to stay off on an ankle because you kind of need your ankles to walk.
3: But it just it just shows mm-hmm. the lack of depth.
1: Granted, I don't think it's lack of depth yeah, because, like granted, I said, if those people aren't
3: injured. But they are. That doesn't mean that there's a. L- but they are injured. Okay,
1: but this, but I mean, but it doesn't mean that there's a lack of depth. It just means that they're injured.
3: It's they, but they, no the one's there to pick up the ball. Like the women's division is just so. Yeah, the bad. NXT
1: women are there to pick up the ball because they're both, they're all part of the main roster now. Yeah, and give and give they them a fine job. See, my
0: issue with the my issue with the wrong SmackDown women's divisions are not the women that are in their divisions. It's how they're handled. I'll even, like, ag- I'll even agree with that. Not for nothing. Like, we see the same few women circle through storylines over and over and over again. It's not fresh. Yeah. It's not like they're any less talented than anybody else. It's just a matter of circumstance. It's just a matter of booking. Like, yeah. when it
3: got to the end of it, it's like, I really don't see anyone sending a chance to win this Rumble that's believable or even whatever without other than Charlotte and Shayna. And Charlotte winning was an interesting surprise. But it's just like... And I'm a Charlotte fan. I'm a supporter of Charlotte, but just like, why did she win this to face Becky again? No, thank you. To face ba- a, I... to face Bailey
0: again? They're saying she's gonna nope. face Rhea.
1: She's facing. She's gonna call out Rhea because Charlotte said, "I am challenging for a championship." She did not say who. And like I said, you have built up this entire—I don't know—six or so months making NXT the main roster, um, and, and making them on an equal level. As raw and SmackDown, what better way to do it is to have one of your top stars in the company go and challenge real and go and challenge an NXT superstar for a title at WrestleMania. That solidifies your prophecy of NXT is the main roster.
0: Another uh, random theory I'm hearing is that she's gonna challenge a man.
1: That would also be interesting.
0: Interesting like she's going to
3: ta- she's going to challenge for the IC title. Could you imagine her challenging Shinsuke?
0: And, oh my god. No. I don't <laughs> oh my I don't want to
2: see
3: her challenge, man. Ricky, if she does challenge um Rhea Ripley, then everything you said is 100% correct. I think she's going to
1: go for Rhea cuz like the Becky thing we've seen a thousand times, the Bailey thing, there's not enough there to have a story yeah. to develop in like months your best bet right now is bailey and sasha if sasha's able to return and start a storyline mm-hmm. which finally um <coughs> so it, it makes
0: but if not sasha then who do you foresee going up against bailey at mania because I, I don't see anybody I don't for her. I
1: give it to mandy rose at this point um <laughs> her,
0: i don't her title reigns fucking yeah. weird
1: it, it's strong i mean it just hit, it hit a bad point um but also here's when you think about a bigger picture uh, like it or not, AEW has been has been uh, consistently beating NXT. Not because NXT is a bad product, just AEW still, you know, the new guy on the block, and they're pretty innovative with some of the stuff they do. Like they had Bash at the Beach with like no sand, and they just had a
3: freaking a show on a cruise ship. So yeah. people are interested in that. AEW is What better different. way to get more? What's up? AEW is it's it's towing the line of being different, um, and like I, yeah. people. People who don't watch wrestling are starting to pick up on it. Yeah. Which is very, very yeah. interesting. But this, my, my final thought on this women's room before we kind of pivot mm-hmm. again. Um, I love all the – I like all the talent in here. Like it was nice being introduced to Sean T. Blackheart. It was nice seeing like Tegan Knox in there. Fuck Santina Morella. I don't even want to talk about that. But, like it was nice seeing <laughs> Chelsea Green. <laughs> um, it is a testament to where this women's division is going to be in the next few years. But for me personally, right now, this rumble didn't really grip me. It wasn't really exciting. There was some cool moments. Love all the talent. It's just and the winner surprised me. I it wasn't bad. Just for me personally, it just it it was just black. It was it was fine. Nice, it just, it, just, yeah. it, it poked some holes in wins division for me. Now is that gonna be forever? Is that gonna be it could end next week. All right, I could completely be changing my tune. But for right now, as it stood, granted with all the injuries, it was just it was just an okay rumble. I thought last year's was better, and after thinking about it, I believe the first one was the best because it's so nostalgic and all the legends were more warranted. But like I feel like WWE was stuck in a hole and they they kind of just had to just bring up these people you don't normally see.
1: Uh yeah, yes and no. I mean they they introduced NXT people. Ever since I think 2018, in all of our yeah. rumbles, like mm-hmm. I'm even in the men's, Adam Cole and Andrade were there, and I don't know how they were walking after their matches. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in 20 in 2019, Gargano was in there after like a hellacious match with Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they've been slowly infusing the NXT talent a lot more than they did in the past. Like I remember, I think it was like what 2013. The only NXT talent was Bo Dallas. And this is, like, before Bo and he had to win some sort of, like, random tournament to get into the Rumble. So, so they have gone a really, really long way. Um, Charlotte winning was interesting because she wore red, and usually when she wears red, she's losing. Or she loses the match, so I thought that was an interesting swerve. Um, a lot of people should have done the Santina Morello spot. I thought it was funny as fuck. I...
0: I thought it was funny too, I it was... even
1: though I shouldn't. <laughs> I thought it was it was funny because the people involved with it, especially with Beth and um, Natty, and, and the whole thing. Uh, I I thought it was like I said. I I thought it was interesting. You always need a comedy spot in every Rumble. Like uh, in 2018, it was Vicky Guerrero, who was a comedy spot.
0: I loved Vicky Guerrero in 2018.
1: Um, in 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 that same in that same year in the Men's Rumble it was Heath Slater. You know, you mm-hmm. always need the comedy spot. Um,
3: and I,
0: I just disagree with him being 20, her being 29.
3: <laughs> bad, bad, I bad Santina, spot to I'm do sorry. It. But uh, as much as I hated it, Beth Phoenix's face sold the whole thing. <laughs> she was so mad. It was <laughs> the <laughs> disgust in her face was just like, "Oh, Edge, you're in trouble if you ever fuck up."
1: <laughs> I did like the end where Santino was like, he just pulled a second, he's like, "No, I'm just gonna fuck myself." Yeah, and just
0: eliminated himself. Did you see the backstage video of her after the rumble? No, Santina, no. because she eliminates herself. <laughs> So they're asking her why, and she's like, "I'm not gonna have one of them do it. I would, I'd rather just eliminate myself." <laughs> so there I went. <laughs> it was <laughs> just
1: uh, what a moment. But it was it was a good it was a good because then you had Shayna come out, and then the whole mood changed. You're like, "Fuck, what's about to happen?" Um, I do think, you know, speaking of a strength or a lack of strength in the women's division, I do think if you play your cards correctly, you not you have a better. Slew of women's matches this Mania than you do last Mania where last Mania was all hell bent on that one match. You potentially have three major matches, um, at Mania. You could have yeah, mm-hmm, you can have Charlotte Rhea, you can have Bailey uh, Bailey Sasha, and what they're thinking is she could have Shayna Becky, is what I've heard.
3: Still not interested in Shayna Becky. Uh Sasha Bailey, obviously, Dick Hard through the roof. Um, and Charlotte <laughs> Charlotte Leah would be a very, very refreshing Miller light on a hundred degree day. God, Miller Light. Up be your beer game, please.
0: <laughs> Miller lights what you think of when you think of refreshing. Yeah, beer. Like- Bro, I don't even drink anymore and I can tell you I you're you wrong. Miller-Lite.
3: I can drink so many Miller lights. My favorite beer is like my favorite beer is a nice stellar um but simple my simple man kate <laughs>
1: i mean i can see high life on a on a hot day high life is amazing that's my favorite cheap beer it's champagne
0: beer
1: it is a champagne of beers for a reason uh but let's move mm-hmm. along to more women's matches um we had uh we had bailey bailey and Lacey. um i took a poop when came a- back it was over <laughs>
0: that was my snack match
1: Here's my thing with Bailey and Lacey. It was an okay match. I think Lacey I think the it was a very big match for Lacey Evans, because she's never had a really a quintessential singles match. She was in the Rumble last year, but that was like in the Rumble and she started out versus Charlotte. Like she was number one and Charlotte was mm-hmm. number two. Um and well and those dynamics are different because it's a
3: rumble. No, the, Natalia, big, Natalia was number two. Was it Natty yeah, number two? Natty was number two.
0: Mm-hmm, because oh, she's the longest-lasting right. woman of, in, like, Rumble history. No,
1: wasn't it Sasha? I thought Natty beat her. By how much? Probably a few a minutes. A few minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. So, my mistake there. But this is her first, like, really big showcase match where it was just her, and, like, she wasn't, like, in an in a intergender tag team with Baron Corbin or anything like that. Like, it was the spotlight was on her. And she did okay, but you can see about the the spotlight got to her a little bit um and there are some missteps here and there but i think she'll be fine in the future you know a lot of performers when they have that first match doesn't really go well that first marquee match doesn't really go well and then it just as you move on you just get better and you get used to it and that's that's pretty much the story of his match
0: mm-hmm. i have one petty complaint about the that match what It really fucking annoyed me that Lacey's gear and Lacey's boots were two conflicting shades of green. Really? What? It bothered bothered, (laughs) me. There were two different greens and it bothered
3: me so much. Only you. Right? Because I did not care at all. Yeah. Like detail dusty Dave over there. Christ. my God. You're turning into Dave.
0: (laughs) I am not.
1: I did like how they had Lacey's daughter in the crowd. And she was up front and center. I thought for a second Bailey was gonna, gonna go full heel.
0: I thought that child was getting attacked.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. What I would love to happen. This is totally me doing like a stupid Mark story. What I think. <laughs> What's up? Oh,
2: what ah, boohoo.
1: Whatever. Anywho, as I was saying. Uh-huh. As I was saying, I want Bailey to kind of accost this this child, and then have Izzy come from the other side and be like, "What are you doing? You are my role model," <laughs> or something like that. Like I want a, I I want a full fledged storyline. By,
0: by the way, breaking news, y'all. Slack called me cruel on Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh no, boo. for posting the picture. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh but yeah, I I want Izzy to be involved in this storyline, even though she's Izzy's running wild on the indies, which is which is unreal to say at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, she's a fantastic human being. Her parents and her family are fantastic people. Meeting them at multiple events has always been a
3: pleasure. I love my parents. I wish Izzy's parents were my parents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's something. So move along. We also had, uh, we had the the Blue Universal title, uh, with no red lights. Thank God.
3: Um, Yo, this match was fucking awesome. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> it exceeded my expectations because I had none.
3: It did. Because we had
1: the strap match, and what I thought was interesting about the strap match was like, it's one. It, I felt like it was like a match that you would use to train like wrestlers like you like it's one of those matches where you like I right, we're mm. going to put these straps on you to show you that you should never be too far apart from each other. Like you know what I mean? Like it would have been like a good I thing I do. To, like...
3: That's an that's an interesting way of looking at it.
1: Yeah, and they, they use it perfectly like they were never too far apart from each other so the action always was continuous. My daughter was also good. I I could imagine them like in the PC doing something like that, being like, "Hey, never be this far apart from your opponent, so you can keep we- the action going."
3: You know why this match was really good because they got rid of the stupid four corners bullshit. Well, no, there's a strap, there's a strap
1: match, and there's a four corners match. They're two different matches.
3: No, because when Sa- when Stone Cold and Savio Vega had a strap match in the nineties, it was a. Uh... Was it a four-corner
1: strap match or was it a strap match? It was a strap match. I'm pretty sure. Because there's, sure the, there's strap match in the. go There's strap match in There's four corners.
3: Is there two different things though? Because I can't think yeah. of a strap match that hasn't had the four corners.
1: I believe it's a strap
3: match that has the four corners. No, what can you mean? A strap match that does not have the four corners other than this one. A strap match that doesn't have the four corners. Yeah, you can you can Google it. I'll
1: wait. Uh, I don't. When's the last time we even had a strap match? And while, um, whole, was it Sheamus it
0: was in
1: 2012. and twenty um, twelve?
0: Holy crap! Who was it?
1: Was it Sheamus and Alberto? No. Uh, uh,
0: Google Sheamus strap match. Mark Henry. Sheamus vs. Mark Henry at Extreme See, Rules two thousand thirteen was a strap match.
3: See if it was see if it was a four-corner strap match, though. Can you Google that?
2: Um,
3: or like match highlights or some bullshit. What do you
2: <laughs> strap match.
1: Highlights, because I remember four corners, four corners. I think John Cena was in a four corners match. He was. Uh, Extreme Rules, I'm offended. They only want to tell
0: me about 2020.
3: Yep. You got to touch the turnbuckles.
1: Yeah, that's the... And they had the different lights on them. I remember that. And I
3: was like... I don't, don't remember the match at, at all. So I'm... At all. I can't think of a strap match that didn't have the four turnbuckles. But if... Mr. Fretz, let us know if there is. Um, because... <coughs> yeah, this is... Mr. Axe t- moment of the that week. that part of the match... Yeah, right like losing that part of that match made this match is so much better because it just it felt more violent and less gimmicky Which is what a strap match should be. I'm gonna say traditionally a strap match when we touch all four corners But knowing WWE they rewrite the rules all the time. So I'm not saying there isn't one. I'm just saying I can't think of one Okay, fair But the fact that they didn't have that made this match so much better and I thought this match was excellent. Daniel Bryan's back, good lord! Yeah, he mm-hmm. was hurting. That boy gets hurt quick. But also, I don't understand how Bray Wyatt just no soul, straps to the chest like it was nothing.
1: Yeah, Bray's kind of. A, you know what's really funny about that match? Uh, when they were in the corner, when they were outside of the ring, and then someone was like,
3: "Yeah, we wow," and Bray was like, "Grrr!" Yeah, he turned around. I thought <laughs> Me Bray too. said it first. I was like, "Oh no, that was a fan. That was legit." <laughs> yeah, like I feel like Bray turned and under the under the under the mask he just smiled and laughed. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. He totally did. That was absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match. Bray retains, which is uh, whatever. Uh, this feud continues in some way, shape, or form. Does it? Uh, who goes up against Bray next? Roman.
0: It's too early uh, I guess You gotta start All
1: building
3: right. now Wrestle, Wrestlemania Who Who else is there on Smackdown The Miz You already had that feud You barely had that he feud He did it once Miz um, and Miz moved on with Morrison
1: Um Now get this <laughs> Someone, Uh and then move along. So then we got uh, Becky and Asuka.
3: Wow. Ricky, Ricky, what did you
1: think of this match? Uh, no one was ready for it. Um, I thought after Charlotte winning, I was like, they're putting the strap on Asuka. We're going to get Charlotte and Asuka too. And it's going to blow the roof off of Tampa. And then that didn't happen. And I was like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen now.
0: I actually like yelped because I was panicked tweeting the minute Charlotte won the Rumble. That Becky, because uh, I'm like Becky's dropping Charlotte, 2, That's it. It's game over. And then Becky won, and that's how I yeah, felt. I thought, I thought the writing. It's how on I the felt at evo- remember at Evolution, how I was convinced Becky was dropping at Evolution, and then yeah. she didn't, and I died and exploded. It happened again.
3: Yeah, me and Kate, like <laughs> me, me and Kate fell in love yeah. that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the, the finish. The finish this match with Oscar kicking up the green mist in the air, I thought was yeah. so poetic, and it was just such great storytelling. Mm-hmm. And other than that, though, the match was just yeah, the match was fine. I had no issues. It was a very no, hard. It was a very hard mm-hmm. hitting match. Yeah.
1: Very it, uh, strong. It hit, it hit
3: my expectations perfectly. It's like that's exactly what I expected. No more, no less. It was like Black Panther.
1: Yeah, except Black Panther was nominated for like movie of the year.
3: Well, Black Panther had very high expectations, and it hit all of them, no more, no yeah. less. This match had very medium expectations, and it hit them, no more, no less.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a good match. I just don't know what you do with Becky unless you do Becky Sasha, which would be perfect. I'm um, not Becky Sasha, but you do Becky Shana. Um, but I knows? don't even think it who would knows? be perfect,
0: but I can't think of anything else for them to do with Becky at Mania.
1: Although Asuka's, on, Asuka's kind of on a tear now because now she's beating mm-hmm. up Charlotte <laughs> on Raw. Oh,
0: All I know is I feel that like, Becky's no
1: dropping me. Yeah, what does she need to do anymore? Yeah. She can drop. I just. never Give it to know. Shana. I
0: don't want her to have it. Mm mm. <laughs>
1: Give it to Shayna, damn it!
0: No, because now she's she's gonna have a title for another million years. It's gonna be—I don't know. You know, I don't like Shh. it. She's grown on me a, I, a I lot. Shayna... But I'm tired of her with a belt around her waist.
1: <laughs> Shayna's Shayna's. Some people are made for championships, and this is this is the Shayna Baszler story.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so move along to the main events. The men's Royal Rumble match,
3: which is a tale of two rumbles, to be honest with you,
1: um, it was
0: the worst of times. So it was the best of times,
3: night and day. Like it was. I'm surprised. One, Brock was in there that long. Two, eliminated that many people. And three, by the end of it, I loved it.
0: Same.
1: Yeah, I was watching. I was watching it with my friend, and he was getting so pissed. He's like, "I fucking hate this rumble." <laughs> I was like, listen, this is a fucking blows. And like, everybody came out, like, okay, that guy can take out Brock. Like, when Keith Lee came out, I was like, yes, yes, here we go. Um, Or when New Day attacked him, when we had the Kofi Kofi and Brock square off. Uh, Brock and his older age. Yeah, Kofi and Ray. Uh, Brock and his older age uh, selling more, which I'm very appreciative
3: of. He's selling more from a smaller oh, it was, talent. It, it was I, awesome, mm-hmm. dude. He looked like a goddamn kid in a candy store. Just, <laughs> he was having the time of his life in this match. His reaction to when
1: Keith Lee came out was one of the best reactions I've ever seen. <laughs> he was like, that's a big boy. <laughs> like, he was, it wasn't that he was fearful. It was like he was excited. He a
0: challenge.
1: Yeah. And he looked at Paul's like, who's this motherfucker? Like, Do you see him? <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Or when him and Shelton came out and they like buddy-buddied.
0: <laughs> they hugged and it was game over.
1: Which I think it was the most emotion Brock Lesnar has yeah, ever shown. Yeah, that's
0: true. He's never really conveyed much emotion.
1: Except for him and Kurt Angle. Well, uh,
0: him
3: destroying Elias with that guitar... That didn't break.
1: Um, Oh, I loved Elias' song. He was like, Sacrificial lamb walk into
3: the ring. (laughs) I'm gonna get murdered. I'm gonna get murdered. (laughs) Interesting that Brock tied the record but didn't break it.
1: I'm surprised Brock didn't break it either. I thought he did, but he but Ben Ricochet and Ricochet and uh and Drew McIntyre. And, Dude, you know, it, was, enough-
3: it was just it was good storytelling. This throughout the entire rumble. Everything yeah. fit. Everything had purpose. Every entrant was chosen very meticulously to serve this certain point. Uh and to answer your question from a few weeks ago, that's exactly what I expect from John Morrison and his run. What do you mean? Just getting thrown out immediately.
0: That is not what I wanted for John Morrison.
3: <laughs> so his uh, his um his chronicle is really good. I have to watch it. Uh I watched the Untold with Ray and Eddie and good lord. Yeah, yeah that's I a went. that's a rough
1: one.
0: The twenty four yeah. on Armenia was great uh, though. This this uh Beds rubble, you
3: know. Roman comes out and Michael Cole's like, No one's ever won from a 26th spot. I'm like, God damn it. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch.
2: Uh, I just wanted, so-
1: I just wanted, there's also other things in storytelling I would talk about. Like when Drew McIntyre kicked the living shit out of Brock.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. For, for like also, Brock's weakness is apparently kicking him in his nuts. Like it worked for Seth, it worked for it's working for Ricochet. Like you if you can get to Brock Lesnar's balls, you will win. <laughs>
3: you have a chance.
1: You have a chance. Um and he kicked Brock out and then he
3: never took his eyes off of Brock. For like five minutes. Brock laid there for like two entrants, dude. Like he, he was laying there dead for a little bit. Like all right, matches have gone long, uh, shorter than the time that Brock was just sat there and, and laid down and did nothing. And he was laying down with his gloves off too, which you never see Brock
1: that bear. Yeah. Yeah. Who did he take his? He took his gloves off for someone. He took it off for Drew. He took him, he off, took for him Drew? off for Drew. And he's like, "Yo, let's go." And that's when Ricochet kicked him in the nuts.
3: That. That's right. beautiful. So, think of the past. Think of the past few years who Vince has tried to make the guy by defeating Brock. Seth? Yeah. It worked for a little bit. Roman? Mm, didn't really work. Um, Drew? It could work. It could work. This, this could work. You know why? <laughs> because they're similar in size. Drew is shredded, and he's hairy, which makes him mm-hmm. sexier. And he's more um, likable. <laughs> like... He's more likable. He can cut a promo. He can work as a face and a heel. Yeah. Like, it, this is a very believable match where he doesn't have to kick him in the balls. He can just beat him.
1: And he already had the crowd behind him. When he does the 3-2-1, the entire crowd was chanting with him.
3: Yeah, like, him turning face was very slow and very... It was
1: right, it was right around Survivor Series when it started yeah. experimenting with it.
3: And it worked. It's yeah, surprising because Drew McIntyre has really never been a face in, w- in no. WWE.
1: No, he hasn't. He's, he's becoming the chosen one like Vince said he would be.
3: I Me like it. Isn't,
1: isn't it ironic? Isn't it so ironic? Um, and so let's, let's get to the moment obviously that nobody saw coming. It's, and it was a, he came in at 28, right? 21, 21. Oh, it was 28, came in at 21. And like, I mean, we had seen MVP come, which was kind of cool. And MVP apparently is like full time now. He wrestled Ray oh, on Sin Raw. Bad. No, I read Sin something bad, that he's
0: only going to, he he's doing like the Goldberg thing where he like wants his kid to see him wrestle in WWE. So he's only going to be here for like a few months, if anything.
1: Which is you know what? I'm fine with that. I find that really I find that a really cool yeah. thing to do. They're doing a l they're doing a little thing, but they're not really gonna be in the way of anybody else. And their time on the road is minimal, but they can still do a lot to contribute to the main roster mm-hmm. people. Or to the people on the roster wherever they're at. Cool, I'm fine with that. Whatever. Give MVP his due. He's a great character, great mid card character that WWE mm-hmm. created. I feel like he'd be a good coach.
0: Yeah, he would be great in the Performance Center.
1: Yeah. Um So, 21 hits, and you just hear, you think you know me, and I don't know about you, I popped up out of my seat.
3: My eyes widened. I didn't know what to say. (laughs) I didn't believe it until I saw him, and the look on his face- Mm -hmm. Said everything. It told- I'm getting chills just thinking about it, like, goosebumps right now. It was- one of the realest moments i've seen in wrestling in a very very long time he took it in he soaked it in and this was just like the boy come down on christmas
1: yeah and then they and they gave him his pyro which i was so happy for nobody else got pyro except for him
0: rightfully so he also mm-hmm.
1: looked like a hermit <laughs> He's in great shape.
3: His hair was thinning, his beard was gray. He's he forty six. He was
0: ripped. You, uh, <laughs> he looks great. Not a hair. fuck we all say. He looks great. It looked
3: like it. Literally, it literally looked like he was hiding in the like. Looks like Walter White after <laughs> like <laughs> three months in Alaska. <laughs> all right, but like he's just been cutting down trees and hunting elk with his bare hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mister Fritz is long off, <laughs> uncle. All right, <laughs> and what. A- every spear made me cringe but at the same time i was happy and i was happy for him and i'm oh i'm back (laughs) i'm back wrestling has (laughs) me back dude like i said last week i didn't feel like we're a rumble at all it's wrestlemania season baby and Mm -hmm. i'm in
1: yeah yeah oh man um i i i when i popped up out of my seat i think the first thing i said was he's a fucking liar because we had <laughs> <laughs> we had talked about this information for a while on our social media there that, were that rumors that he was cleared it came around twice and twice edge was like no i'll never be cleared but blah, blah. he like he, he angrily refuted these uh uh these these stories and to his credit we believed it because we we're like, you know what? That makes sense from what he told us nine years ago. Like, if he takes another bump, he's probably gonna die. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, I, the- I believed I believed he was clear. I did not believe he was gonna be in this rumble. I did not. I thought maybe he'll be at WrestleMania, but to be in the rumble, no, yeah. I didn't think for a you second. Know what,
0: you know what he did? That's kind of funny. It was either the morning of the Rumble or the night before he posted a picture, I think, of his daughter, like in North Carolina, where they, I guess, live. To make it seem like he was in Asheville. Instead of and.
1: Other wrestlers have done done that before, yeah.
0: Sneaky, sneaky, sis.
1: Sneaky, sneaky. I I bet you him and Beth probably took Mm -hmm. different planes, too.
0: And I think they might—they're probably the first uh, married couple to compete in the Royal Rumble in the same year. Well,
3: yeah, uh, the Usos. Oh yeah.
0: Huh? yeah. They both were in the same in uh, you, the you'd same year. You have to go
3: back. Um, uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, I'd have to check. Maybe I don't know. They—you might be right. No, no, no. no. Uh, Gargano oh. and uh, Candice, twenty
3: nineteen.
1: Um, i strike it but yeah what I'm, it was crazy because you could see everybody's faces in the ring and it's one of those things where like it's wrestler wrestler rules are different than human rules like the biggest honor you can give somebody who's a surprise entrant is to sell the shit out to sell mm-hmm. for them and that's what every wrestler in in that ring did When he popped in the ring People were like Alright let's take Spears Let's go Everybody back yeah. One one after another
3: They just stood there And stared Because they couldn't believe it And they saw him backstage Maybe
1: Maybe Big maybe They might have hit him um, Like I they did the Hardy Randy... Boys
0: The Hardy Boys were in a Fucking trailer Until like Right Yeah Until the right before second. they came out
3: Well that, that's That's interesting Because um, for the For the Hardy Boys Right The people in the match Had to know the people in the match knew everybody else
1: um in the organization no had no clue.
3: Right. That that's that's fine, but like if you're in the rumble, um You, you have to know what's going. You you know your spots and when you're gonna be in and out and who's taking you out. But other than that, do you think they really know the order until it's time? Like from they, what have the, been, they have from, they have like they have they have the rundown on like a, like on, on a whiteboard like what, what the match order is. Do you think they have an uh, the, the rumble order? Like when did you uh, they, when do you think they find out?
1: They they do it during rehearsals, I believe. Um from what I've been told, from what I from what I've read, um and from what I've listened, I've listened to the New Day pod and they just talked about the rumble. You get told pretty much a day of because it takes like it's not just like it's not like Pat Patterson just constructing this rumble like he used to. It's like It's a team of their best writers, uh, in particular Jamie Noble and company, coming together to construct this entire thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they get told uh, usually beforehand. They're told their spot. They're told who's taking them out. um, We're told the different dynamics of what they want to see in the room. Like Kofi gets told, like, "Oh, you got to do a Kofi spot here," you know. um, (laughs) That's it. Just do a Kofi spot.
3: Good luck. (laughs) 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 Don't fuck up. (laughs) so
1: it's one of those things that it's very meticulous, but it's one of those things that they they are usually aware of who's coming before them after them what you're supposed to be taking so and so but I'm not sure if they are aware of a surprise entrance yeah they probably just do like a
0: placeholder name
3: TBD what do you mean T. Yeah.
0: Who's TBD?
3: I want like, to Edge 50. is probably TBD twenty one. up.
0: <laughs> and yeah. then like yeah. everyone that like was eliminated by Edge, it would just say eliminated by twenty one.
1: Yeah. Um. What I thought was interesting was uh, when Randy came in, and he was like, he looked at us, he was like, "No shit." Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what made me think. I wonder if Randy even knew. He goes in and goes. Hey, look who's here. Well, he had to know because he knows <laughs> Edge is going to eliminate him. Um But I just like rated RKO is just like, do people even know they tag teams? Like, do like they mentioned on they commentary, people watching today, do they think they knew? Because I, for, I, I forgot. I forgot about rated RKO, rated RKO, RKO
0: until the rumble. Yeah.
1: Until Monday.
3: <laughs> and I and I can't tell you how excited I am for Randy Orton Edge. That is going to be a great match. And I like I said this before we started recording. It's the perfect person for um Edge to come back to. Because Randy Orton's style of wrestling is one, someone he's familiar with. So he'll be safe. Yeah. And two, someone they probably they trust each other. And three, like Orton's style is very unlike anyone in wrestling we see today. He's not like anyone AEW. Not like anyone NXT. Not like anyone on the main roster. Not like anyone in Japan. Nothing. Randy Orton wrestles a very old school, slow pace. It's literally He's his own very unique methodical. style. Methodical. Uh, slow. Diabolical even. So, like we saw on Monday. I saw the highlights. But it's going to be a great match that's going to keep Edge safe, but at the same time still be exciting.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the match Edge needs. Um, what was interesting about that monday segment is that uh i don't know and i know see. i saw it i didn't even tweet for it i just listened edge was phenomenal he just talked about he's like after he goes after a while in my head i was like what if i was able to come back um and he started exploring options did he thank and daniel bryan he did thank daniel bryan for getting his first ever yes Chan.
0: It was cute.
3: Mm-hmm. I wanna say thank thank him for coming back because like giving him inspiration. Like, I think if Daniel Bryan doesn't come back and get Edge doesn't come back. Edge doesn't come back. He wouldn't even look at it. Like there's there's hope for people like Paige yeah. even. Hopefully, maybe. Right? Yeah,
1: I think I, I I think down the road, I think Paige comes back. No. Yeah. Paige had a lot of Paige had drug and alcohol and abuse issues, which he's just now getting over. Um and I I think and I think down the road, I'll, I'll give it four years, Paige will return. I
0: was just going to say five years. She's still five very years young. the Royal Rumble.
1: No, I'm going to give her five years. She returns in New Orleans because she always, she debuted in New Orleans. She retired in New Orleans. I think she has to come back That's in right. New Orleans. Um, I, I, I do have hope. And it just shows that maybe they
3: just need time off. Not even like that, a- no, it's like, it's, it's, it's the double neck surgery. It's that new surgery that came out that fuses the neck. So yeah. it's literally just the, the new miracle of medicine and surgery and exploring different options and going to the right doctor and it's literally just figuring it out. Because back in 10 years ago, yeah, I bet the medicine wasn't there for Edge to get his <laughs> neck fixed. And I bet what doctors were told him were 100% true. But, you know, as time goes on and more research is done, you know, especially with sports injuries, sports doctors have to constantly be updating their practice and looking for new techniques because people are constantly getting hurt. Right, it's like you see it in football all the time, especially on yeah. the neck area. It's just it's the miracle of modern medicine, if anything else.
1: Yeah, I, I remember back in way back when I was younger, a torn ACL means your career was over. People yeah. tear their ACLs all the time and they they come back like it's nothing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so um, I'm I'm glad that he explored his options. Uh, and that he got back. And it, it does give me hope for everybody else that's been injured uh, with a horrible neck injury for him to make some sort of comeback. Um, and I really hope Paige does I think amongst all people, I mean, obviously, Daniel Bryan's career was cut short for a little bit. And so was Edges. Um, but I think Paige was one of those ones that are just like, oh, she had everything that she wanted. And it was just lost it in an instant. The other
0: mm-hmm. thing that this could raise a concern is more or a question about is maybe like seeing like all these superstars that even though despite you know the double neck surgery they still had substantial you know time off and they had rest do you think this will eventually inspire yeah. wwe to you know do something like you know maybe pr- have a less rigorous travel schedule or something
1: i think they're doing it now um because you you see it the usos disappeared for a while because um, I think they wanted to have anything creative for him um, just yet, but I think they just gave him time off. Naomi disappeared mm-hmm. for a while. There wasn't anything wrong with Naomi. Naomi had no issues that we that she didn't have a wellness policy violation. She barely had any legal issues. Yeah, she's referred for her issues. husband. Um, <laughs> you know, um, there are they're, they're people who have they have just given time off and then they come back and they're kind of refreshed and rejuvenated. And I think WWE is moving towards that. Their roster is massive you know red times you can get people time off
0: they should do that more rotate your um, roster out that way everyone gets exposed and everybody gets to rest
1: yeah it's an active rotation so like the show keeps going on but you kind of rotate your people in and out from time to time and i think that's fine um you know so moving along edge returns it's the moment of the mm-hmm. year It's one of those things where like, what will WWE think of next? And then you have this edge moment. He's like, "You got me again," (laughs) you know. Um, And then you have that moment on Raw. Randy comes out and Randy does a shoot really quick, where he's like, he's like, I was like, when I was younger, I dug myself a lot of holes. Um, and I would dig myself into real people said he was in deep shit a lot He like, and the only person that would reach out their hand to me and pick me up out of a hole was Edge and you can see that Randy started to get choked up when he was saying that and then he's like let's bring back Rated RKO and people were really happy about him and he RKO'd him <clears throat> and what sold that moment not was the RKO was Edge's body positioning every time Randy hit him He's sold. So he's like it was, it was one of those things where it blurred the line. Like, is this like is this real? Because everybody knows Edge had this huge neck surgery, but if he gets hit really badly one more time, even he's the way dead. he, like, he he's was paralyzed. like groaning, His life was
0: over. I thought he was dying. The way
3: he was groaning, yeah.
0: I'm like, this poor old man leaves him alone. And then
3: John Cena came out and brought back the authority.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, it, it, the way he was growing, the way he didn't move, the way his body was positioned uh, was so scary. And then Randy being so methodical because he went from, I'm going to kill him to I'm going to punt his face off because I was like, a punt's coming. He doesn't punt him. To, um, <clears throat> excuse me to he puts his head in between a chair, and the crowd's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, like legitimately looking like he's going to break his neck, to then putting his head on top of a chair and giving him something that Edge gave people for years, a.k.a. a concerto. And that's how Raw ended. It was, you have psychotic, sadistic Randy, which is one of the better Randys, the best could, Randy. Could be the best Randy to a very believable, sympathetic baby face in
3: Edge. Oh, I'm sorry. The best Randy is when he does like a somersault after RKOing Mark Henry. All right. That was the best Randy. <laughs> um but this this is this is a very close second, but I can just picture like Randy and Edge in backstage when they're given creative, and Randy just looks at the script and goes. You fucking sure? You're sure? Are you okay with No, 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 look look at me. In the eye, in the eye. I'm not going to poop in your bag, I swear. You are 100% sure you want me to do what? What? Yeah. All right, let's go to work. (laughs) But if you look back
1: at that segment, Randy did a lot of protecting, especially on the RKO, especially on the concerto. He barely hits him in the head. He's a professional. He, yeah, no, he's a pro. Because um, when you look, when he lines up the concerto, he makes sure he lines up that edge of the chair with the edge of the chair so that he never hits his head. And that he's yeah, able when, to make sound with
3: the other chair. <laughs> when Seth Rollins came in and like threw edge against the barricade, I was like, don't you dare... Don't you fucking dare. You ruined Finn Balor for us. Don't you fucking You're dare. Edge And Sting. You don't touch him, Seth. Don't even think about it. You're not it. worthy. <laughs> You're not worthy. Everything you touch dies.
1: A.K.A. <laughs> uh, a- 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 Becky's push. Mm. <laughs> Um I I was really hoping because Edge mistakenly apparently threw out AJ and I was like, oh my god, they're gonna set up AJ and Edge and I'm gonna just go nuts at Mania. But apparently AJ separated herself. Yeah, and
0: he told Edge to eliminate him.
1: He over rotated on an edge spear. Um so hopefully AJ gets a safe recovery. I down the road I wanna see AJ Edge.
3: Oh my god! Be- yeah. Okay. Give, give me give me <laughs> a top three people you want to see Edge work with other than Randy Orton. it's already happening.
1: Uh, AJ Styles is my number one. Yeah, Absolutely, definitely. They're going to put on. Definitely. A, they're going to throw a house down wherever they go. It could be a live event. I'll I'll throw three hundred dollars <laughs> to be there. <laughs> you know. um... I want to see in him Des Moines, in Iowa. <laughs> I will take a flight. <laughs> right along. <laughs> take a flight to. him. Um, I want to see him. I would love to see. Um. Just because of the charisma involved, I would love to see Adam Cole and Edge.
0: Oh. Wow. No, nah,
3: dude, Adam Cole's too small. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's not.
3: Go up to like go up to like he's Edge's scrappy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but think of the super kicks that Edge would sell. Yeah.
3: Um
1: and then okay. what's my one no- number three? My number three would probably be um John Cena. I, no, I we never saw Edge <laughs> and Brock. I think that's a
3: fun storyline. That uh, that'd be. I feel like Edge would try and spear him, and just, he just bounce off.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I think Edge and Brock
1: would be a fun storyline because they're Edge can go toe to toe with Paul. Uh, he can go toe to toe with Paul Heyman on the mic. Paul Heyman's gonna beat him promo wise, but he can, Edge can hold
3: his own for for long enough. I want to see Edge and Joe.
0: I want to see Edge and Alistair.
3: <sighs> oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Alistair might literally break his face. Can you imagine? One, like, I feel like Ed would go for the spear, Alistair would hit the black mass, and Ed would just never wake up. <laughs>
1: Fade the <to> black, literally. <laughs> literally. Um, oh, if you want to go, cre- like, it's good on, like, my number, like, probably my number six or something, if we go down the list. Um... Even though Edge and Gargano would be great because they're just mm-hmm. technical wizards, um, Edge and Dunn, uh, Edge and mm. mm-hmm. oh, Edge and Pete—that that's too that's too scary <laughs> for me. Like I've seen Pete's moves, and I just like, mm, no, stay stay far far away. Um, Edge, and, Edge and Finn Balor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Edge and Finn, uh, Edge and Velveteen Dream—if Velveteen Dream ever returns—that's a wow. I, think it's all, I don't want to see Agent no, Seth because again worried. no not nope. worthy <laughs> nope. but sure nope. Seth's going to no, be next no, 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 to get him no, though
3: no. we're not going to have a we're not going to have a murder on last <laughs> <film>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh that was that was the rumble Drew McIntyre won he's the chosen one he's already challenged Brock that feud is already in the works oh Daddy going to be fantastic 2020. Uh, t- you sure you don't want to get tickets down there
0: I need I don't know. I feel
1: think about it think
0: of I need to win the Wado. To go to
1: Mania. Don't we all? Don't we all? But well, let's crown this. I uh, will do I'll do my, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10.
3: Mr. Tarshock? I'll give it 8. 8 really? Okay. Yeah. I was real I was really happy with the show. Um you know, like the, if the rumble itself is a 10, just hands down. Yeah. Rumble, Rumble's a 10. <laughs> Women's Rumble, I give a 7.5. Um, and then the rest of the show is just, it was what it was. Fair.
0: Hey, I'll give, give it an 8.5 out of 10.
3: Nice. I'm getting more nice. optimistic. All right, so we, we've got oh, fucking the... Dave, you are you Dave. Get... You're splitting the difference again. You are splitting the difference.
1: <laughs> Fuck y'all. Where'd I'm it? my own <laughs> human. <laughs> You are your own human. You are you are the mix mm-hmm. Murphy. God damn uh, so when we get right. back, folks, we're gonna do uh we're gonna talk about a lot of when we come back folks we're going to talk about um a lot of things going on uh in wrestling leading up to the road to wrestlemania um and we're gonna we're gonna talk about access uh we're gonna talk about some other things going on in the world of wrestling and we're like i said we're gonna have a little bit of a of a memoriam uh to the events that occurred surrounding uh this past weekend in sports and entertainment so uh get your tissues ready folks we'll be right back
0: Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio.
2: Behold the king.
1: The king of kings. With so much going on in wrestling, it's very difficult to cover everything that I would like to cover on my main show, Kings of the Rings podcast. So I invite you guys to join our Patreon and listen to my exclusive show called Watch the Throne, where each and every week, I will be breaking down and going more in depth on a wrestling topic of my choice. And trust me, folks, this isn't for the week of heart. So if you want an unedited, unscripted, raw and real opinion about different topics in wrestling go to patreon.com backslash wrestle radio hit subscribe and watch the throne with me each and every week exclusively on wrestle Addict radio now enjoy the rest of the show
2: What's up, guys? This is Nate the FN Great, yielding to royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings, only on Wrestleatic Radio.
1: <laughs> and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on Wrestleatic Radio. Of course, I am your host, King Ricky Rosé. Uh, so some news and notes going on in the world of wrestling. Uh, as Kate Murphy had revealed to us, um, Marty Skrull has returned to New Japan. Um, using his creative freedom with Ring of Honor, and he has challenged the Switchblade Jay White for, what's the, uh, pay-per-view called?
0: Uh, it's the G1 Supercard of Honor. Wait, you mean the one? one The one we went to last year.
1: Oh. So where are we holding it this year, man?
0: Uh, Lakeland, Florida. I think it's, when is it, like April 5th or some shit?
1: It's a ways away, and I won't be there, so. (laughs) You will not. No, 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 no. Anything that requires traveling? without a trolley probably won't be there um but good luck i mean it's it's a that's a match that the indies need because aew and WWE are just stealing the headlines way too much um and marty scott versus jay white would be an interesting interesting matchup um that's the daddy match you that's your daddy match um, yeah <laughs> uh so moving along. speaking of daddies and being able to meet your daddies wwe has just released their access card Um, which is going to be freaking awesome. So let me reveal to you what's going on with WWE Access uh, because it's interesting uh, how they are doing it. Because I remember, I don't know if you remember when we talked about the travel packages, we were talking about a Fast Pass option. Mm -hmm. So here's what we have. It starts on April 2nd, ends, uh, ends on Monday Night Raw, April 6th. So it's like four or five days. So general admission is fifty five dollars. Obviously, Uh then you have mm-hmm. the platinum and platinum plus tickets, depending on the superstar. Platinum being one twenty five, um, and platinum plus being one ninety. So the bigger a superstar, the opposite being platinum plus, will be one ninety. And then you have the WrestleMania access fast pass option ironic that's also in our florida when we do a fast pass uh so a pass the fast pass includes front of the line access at all general admission superstar and photograph opportunities um photo and autograph areas and let's said limited number of tickets available per session so if you have the fast pass you're going to the front of the line no matter what
0: how much is it
1: how much do you think it is take some guesses $300 well what's your guess uh buck fifty. Try three hundred and fifty dollars. Ah, I was close. <laughs> you were not close at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is it three fifty on top of like the ticket price?
1: So what it's telling me right now is this prices per session um prices are per session and include tax, prices do not include applicable fees. Um, and for the Fast Pass in particular, it says such an admission ticket required for purchase. So that is, yes, it seems to be on top of the, uh on top of your ticket price as well.
0: It's fucking disgusting. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, it's people so are going to pay money. for it.
0: I know, I know that. <laughs> you
1: know, um...
0: But waiting in line builds character, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: there is nothing more satisfying last year than being the last one in allowed to meet Mustache Mountain.
1: That's very true. Because
0: I camped out and I waited and I persevered. Even when they told me that you were closed, I waited anyway.
1: <laughs> I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I left you guys in the gift shop to go buy Mustache Mountain.
1: Well just perfectly fine. So um so yeah, it's three it's gonna be a lot. They'll probably tweak it as the years go on. But I'm interested to see how the fast pass option goes. I'm not buying a fast pass. That was
0: my next question. Are you purchasing it?
1: No, it's way too much for me. I'd rather do multiple general admission tickets which i I'll be I'll, I'll have the opportunity to do that. Um and get as many pictures as possible. Kind of do the same thing I did last year. Yeah. You know, which is perfectly fine by me. I'm really close to where the event is going to be held. Um, tickets go on sale February seventh, so it's it's a really quick turnaround uh, this year for for ticket purchasing, um, which means the list of VIPs and appearances are going to be released relatively soon. So be on the lookout uh, for that. Uh, any other news in wrestling before we get to uh, before we get to match of the match of the weekend, King of the Night.
0: I don't think so. Edge up. came back. We yeah. know that
1: already. <laughs> yeah, thank the Lord. Edge came back. So let's go to a Match of the Week. Will Towershock.
3: Rumble, Men's Rumble.
1: Okay. All right. Kate Murphy.
0: DIY Mustache Mountain at World Squad.
1: Uh, I'm just going to do it because everybody expects me to do it. Um, Keith Lee beating Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. That was a great match, though. So you can also bask in this glory. Uh, King of the night Kate Murphy
0: The Edge It can't be anyone But Edge Mm -hmm. It was gonna be Jordan Devlin But then Edge came back
1: So (laughs) Will Tarashock
3: Yeah it's Edge It has to be Adam Copeland Just thank god He's not doing Sci-fi shows anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he like Doing the sci-fi show He did He liked it (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh mine's also going to be edge it's just, it's going to be an elongated story about why it is also edge uh but it's, you're going to understand why it's going to be an elongated story so uh as we all know uh sunday well let's go back to saturday in, in the sports world lebron james is playing for the lakers he's in philadelphia he's on the cusp of beating kobe bryant's Uh, all-time scoring record, and moving himself to number three on the charts. LeBron does it in Philly. It's ironic because Kobe Bryant um, is originally from Philly. He went to Lower Merion High School. Kobe instantaneously, once LeBron breaks the record, sends out a tweet congratulating him. LeBron and Kobe have been really close. So that happens. It's a pretty big deal in the sports world. Um, Move to Sunday um I you know I was working the night before I was kind of bumming around lounging and taken a nap I had woken up and because I had missed a, f- a phone call from my friend Kafer um because me and him had plans to watch the rumble together which we ended up doing and I was like yo Kafer what's going on he's like oh I'm doing pretty good a lot better than what's going on with Kobe right now and I was like what do you mean what's going on with Kobe and he was like, you didn't hear? And I was like, no, I, I've been sleeping, um, which I was also sleeping when Michael Jackson died. Um, so I was
0: at the prom when Michael Jackson died.
1: That's weird. Um, yeah. so... <laughs>
0: he died in the middle of the
3: afternoon, Kate. What?
0: <laughs> I was on my way to senior prom,
3: oh.
1: and my
0: friend James said Michael Jackson died. I said no, and then he was dead, and they played Michael Jackson for an hour at my prom.
1: That's, as they should. Um, mm-hmm. So... So I read the news and TMZ article and I was like, this is weird. This this can't be true. It's it's weird. I and mean, more news outlets started reporting it and more news outlets started reporting it and Kobe had had passed away in a in a horrific, it seems like a very horrific, um, helicopter crash. Not only Diddy passed away but there were nine other people or eight other people on board with Kobe as they were traveling to his daughter's basketball game. And one of those people was his 13 uh, year old daughter, Gianna, who um, was known to have all, all of Kobe's natural talents. And be a fantastic basketball player within her own right all she wanted to do was go to the university of connecticut and play for very illustrious women's basketball team um and gianna is also the person in i guess now in folklore and i hate that i say that um but she is the person that was they got kobe in the basketball game when kobe retired um from the nba he stopped watching basketball and he just wouldn't put it on. And then his daughter Gianna started getting into basketball. And that's what got Kobe to watch again because he now wanted to teach his daughter how to play the game. And obviously how to play the game the right way in his eyes. Um, and I'll take a quote from Mike Breen as all this news started coming out. And Mike Breen, who's a popular NBA announcer, he's done multiple finals. he's uh, He works in the New York area a lot. And he was doing the game with the Knicks and the... Um, and the Nets are from the garden that day. And he he said it pretty poetically that if the day reminded him on the day that Thurman Munson died, the great Yankee, and mm-hmm. a popular Yeah. And a popular New York caricature artist did an homage to Thurman Munson with his uh his cartoon characters in the newspaper and one of the cartoon characters was crying and holding a ball and in tears And they said to the other one, you know what? I just don't feel like playing ball today. And I think that was a lot of people's feelings. Like when the news broke and it hit me, and to be honest with you, I'm not a Kobe fan whatsoever. I grew up on MJ. I thought MJ was the greatest. I still think he is the greatest. I thought Kobe was just trying to like be like him. And I just, in my young sense, I didn't, I couldn't respect Kobe for that. I respect Kobe now. you know, uh, not even postpartum, but I respected him as he got older and what he did. Um, but it felt like one of those days, as, as news kept hitting, I had so many plans for Sunday. I was going to do some more podcast stuff, but I was just so down. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like podcasting today. Like, I don't feel like doing it. Like, it just didn't seem like the right thing to do. Um, But I, I was... Fortune, I'm well, not fortunate but I'm glad I stuck to my commitment of going to watch a pay-per-view with my friend um which I never do I, I'm always usually watching pay-per-views by myself um which is very like hermit of me um but I I, I ended up watching pay-per-view with my friend and you know I, I tweeted earlier I was like listen today's not the day to bullshit on to shit on people on Twitter like let's just let's just enjoy this and like like I feel like we all need a smile today and and we got edge the like the ultimate smile and it was it was so interesting to see because you have kobe who's literally who died in this smoke and flames pretty much in a dense fog for, for, for poetic reasons in a helicopter he goes up into the fog or whatever and he's obviously never seen him again and he dies and then you have edge who comes out of the fog kind of like a man out of heaven. Um, and, and it's this weird dichotomy it's like it's like we lost Kobe but we gained an edge um yeah and it's it's I'm not here to like judge people on their religious reasons or you know stuff but I, I you know it's is it coincidence probably but you know it's it's things like that that make me think that you know maybe someone's out there trying to actually legitimately put a smile on their face in our deepest darkest times so it, it is edge for me for, for re a smile back on my face, um, for making me for just a moment in time, forget about everything that had occurred, um, that day leading up to it. Um, cause at least in the wrestling world and the, in the sports entertainment world in general, we, we needed something like that. And that, that moment for me, Edge and Kobe will always be linked, uh, forever in time. So does anybody else have anything to
3: add? It's an an interesting link. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, I did, you know, me and Nash covered, did like a full 20, 25 minutes on Kobe on the Mad Bro podcast. Uh, You can search and find it to get my full thoughts and feelings about everything. um, One thing is a few things that really bugged me was that the, the media, how they covered it. I don't know. It was reported that both his daughters, all four of his daughters, or even his wife, on the plane. Some dude that wasn't even on the helicopter was reported. So, like, that just really irked me that this state's media this focuses on getting it first more than getting it right. TMZ reported it before his fucking family knew. And his his daughter um apparently went to the hospital because she was in shock and had an asthma attack because she found out that her dad died from TMZ. Um, but same. Like my day just kind of stopped. And while I was watching the rumble, I just I couldn't get Kobe Bryant out of my mind. I couldn't stop going to Facebook, stop going to Instagram and looking for Kobe memes, looking for Kobe statements, looking for Kobe videos. See his face, hear his voice, see the beautiful picture with his adorable daughter. And I think that it might have been why it hit me so hard because his daughter, I can't imagine what their final like? I can't imagine those final those final moments like that. That just it makes me terrified thinking about about it. And it's it's just it's terrible. It's like I can't. Like, we talked about this at work. When was the last time a celebrity death like we had a tragedy like this for a I celebrity say,
1: death? Um, the, the 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 that big of an impact. I I don't want to say Doc Holliday. Um, but I want to say, um, oh, uh, Roberto Clemente.
3: Yeah, that was one we brought up because, like, another plane accident. You yeah. Know, we brought up, like, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, you know, the day the music died, Buddy Holly. Um, mm. And we, we, we excluded, like, suicides and overdoses because that's something you can sure. not, not see coming, but it's, it's a different kind of tragedy. Correct. And because, like, for all intents and purposes, this should not have happened. And I think people are so over-emotional about this. Not even over-emotional is the right word, but like they're they're expressing this sadness in a very different way we've seen before. Like everyone's giving tributes. News articles are breaking about what Carmelo Anthony is saying, what Michael Jordan is saying, what Shaq is saying. Like it's becoming a bigger story. And like, you know, the Philippines did a giant memorial to, to Kobe and Gigi. Like they painted a basketball court. Like there's, there's already street art in California, these vigils outside of Staples Center. I think people are reacting this way because it just – it reminds you of your morality, that yeah. he was perfectly healthy, a normal life, like someone who for all intents and purposes is living the right life, um, and it's all taken away. And, like, that could happen to anybody at any point. And it's just, it's so terrifying and it makes everyone think and it makes you want to go to your parents and just hug them as someone you love. Like, it makes you want to go to your friends. Like, I appreciate you. It's just, it's this crazy zen state this country is still, and the world is still kind of going through. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. because like, I don't know Kobe personally. I was never really a huge basketball fan, but... It becomes one of this thing. Where were you when you heard Kobe Bryant died?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It. 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 It's just. It's one of those things, Um, and it's. It's crazy. The thing. The impact that he had, an impact he was going to have. You know. You're hearing a lot of uh, stories from people that. You didn't know Kobe had a connection to you. Kobe had a giant connection with a WNBA. He brought his daughter to WNBA games. He would invite, you know, the LA Sparks to like his his private work episodes and be like, how can I help you guys? He was going to be a giant, amb- he was going to be a huge ambassador of the WNBA and to really bring up women's athletics, especially because he had four daughters. Um, and mm-hmm. he was asked once, when are you going to have a son? He's like, I don't need a son. I have four daughters and that's fine
3: with me. And Gianna was mm-hmm. like, "Don't worry, I got this." Exactly. And yeah. It just it makes it oh like I I can't I can't even think about it. It's just it it that that crushes me. And like I'm not a parent, but yeah, anyone who knows me, the only thing I want in life is to be a parent. Like I want to be a dad. That's the only thing I want in life, really. That's the only thing matters matters to me. And if this happens, like I wouldn't be the same. So. I, I want to pretend I I want to pretend that I can relate to that I I can't but I can imagine what it feels like and it's just it's terrifying. It's terrifying and it, it, it's devastating.
1: Uh but it just also shows his impact like you have it was it was one it, here's the thing you have people that he connected to didn't know like Alan Iverson had a great story. Where Allen Iverson said they were rookies in the league, they were he they were out in L.A. Um, and they were drafted. They were drafted in the same class. Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant, which showed you the depth of that class with those two people. Um, Kobe was number eighteen. What's up? Kobe was number
3: eighteen. He was eight actually. Eight, sorry. Oh, you mean you no, mean I'm...
1: eighteen in the draft? Sorry. In,
3: in the draft. In the draft. Okay. Yes.
1: And then he got traded for Lottie D-Bucks the um, same day. Mm. Hmm. So Kobe found Allen Iverson the night before the game, they took him out to dinner, or he took him out to dinner, they had a dinner together or whatever. As Kobe's dropping him off, Kobe said, what are you going to do tonight? Allen Iverson's like, I'm going to the club. Allen asks Kobe, what are you doing? Kobe's like, I'm going to the gym. Wow. And that's what that's what Kobe was. That was that black mama mentality. That wasn't just a marketing scheme, which it was. Um, but that's just a way. <laughs> but 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 that's who he was. He was from everybody. But you hear that's just how he was as a person. He was always curious. He always wanted to learn. He always wanted to improve. Um, and he was just hyper competitive you know and, and he expected that out of everybody Michael Vick has a great story where Kobe's a giant Eagles fan or Kobe was a giant Eagles fan I hate to say that Um, and he was and he met Vick and Vick said Kobe told me one thing and the only thing I needed to hear and Kobe said be great Michael and goes that's all I, that's all I need to hear Shaq I read this today. Shaq has even gone further, because everybody, anybody who's a sportsman knows Shaq and Kobe hated each other in L. A. Hated each other. Yeah, Despised it was it was bad. Each other. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, and it's it's a that they won three championships on, on their pure hatred in a
3: row out of spite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and. Shaq said, Shaq's like, Shaq came out and said, I'm making a change in my life. He's like, I have to squash all this petty beef that I have with other people. Like, I can't, he goes, I can't do this anymore. And Shaq said, he has called up people who he has had a lot of strong differences with and said, I need to bury the hatchet with you guys right now. You know, it it, it makes you think about those <clears throat> those little things that you have fused with people. Is it really worth it?
3: Yeah, it- someone on ESPN said the same thing. Like, if you have beef like that, he's literally said on TV that shit's not worth it. And yeah, he says like I apologize for swearing and the anchor just like, no, it's fine. Um, you know, Shaq and Kobe did make amends. You know, later in life. um Yes, they did. uh so they 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 were they became friends as soon as they had children, essentially. Um, and as yeah, soon as Shaq much. as soon as Shaq left the Lakers, like they slowly became cool, and then um. Like, Kobe, I think, might have been godfather to Shaq's kid, who's now at UCLA or leaving UCLA. I could be wrong about that. Like, they had a close I think, has, I think he has intentions of leaving UCLA with Shaq's kid. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It's just the whole world, the basketball world, the sports world. Like, even Bill Belichick fucking released a statement about Kobe Bryant. All right? Bill like,
1: Belichick, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods. Tiger yeah. Woods found out in the middle of a tournament.
3: Oh God!
0: Wow.
1: Tiger Woods is walking with his caddy, his, and you can hear it audibly. Um, the, his caddy tells him, Tiger Woods, "goes Excuse me," you know, and like he just, and t- takes his phone and starts scrolling through stuff to try to find out if it's real or not. Um, the NFL players found out in the right before the Pro Bowl started.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Um, soccer teams around the world. Neymar scored a goal and put up 24 because Kobe and Neymar were really close, which no one really knew. Kobe trained with Neymar.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, like, this, this was a guy that, just, that, that transcended sports. Like, any athlete who loves sports knows love and respects Kobe Bryant for, yeah. how, for how he played the game and how he carried himself later in life. Because, you know, when he was a young player, he was a cocky asshole. He's but a sort of bitch, he's, yeah. Like, like, I guess what I said the other day, like, Kobe Bryant grew up in the NBA. Yes, absolutely. He, be- he became a man and a good man at that. You know, some people are throwing around, like, let's not forget, like, I feel bad for Kobe Bryant, but let's not forget the rape. He's a rapist. It's like, shut the fuck shut up the for fuck five up. minutes. Like, yeah. let's, yes, let's not forget he's an alleged rapist. That's, let's <laughs> not, so you do know the rug. But there's a fucking time and a place. Like, it's literally like saying, like, me coming out saying I have cancer, and Ricky, you would go. Don't forget, you'll be five hundred dollars for Mania. Yeah, like, right? yeah, like, that, yeah. That'd be horrible. Like, that can, that can, that can wait, all right? Like, yeah. <laughs> let, let him be put in the fucking ground first before you try to bury his legacy.
1: Yeah, but even then, on that point, yeah, he could have, and it shows the straight of his marriage too, because they were going to file for divorce. Um I think twice, and they decided to work it out, and apparently, it worked out through everything that occurred, um which is crazy to think about, and it just shows the strength of of the connection that he had with his wife, yeah, you know, and Kobe was like I said Kobe is a global citizen you know, the epitome at this point of a global cinema, touching so many people around the world. Kobe's also the reason that Kobe beef became a popular thing. The legend is that his father, Jellybean Brian, when they were across seas, when his father used to play overseas, that's how Kobe was fluent in Italian because he lived from um, from ages 3 to, I think, 15 in Italy. Um, When they were overseas, his father apparently went to Japan and fell in love with Kobe beef so much that he named his son Kobe after it.
0: No
3: fucking way. That's the legend. But he's named after beef. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not gonna lie, dude. Kobe's a dope name. <laughs> yeah. So he's even he's
1: even respected in Japan for making that industry really popular around the world.
3: Yeah. Oh.
1: It, it, it's wild, so yeah. I'm not going to say, and I don't want anybody on this podcast to say Thoughts and Prayers, because fuck Thoughts and Prayers. If you want to memorialize someone, um, or especially somebody like Kobe Bryant, you know what Kobe's going to want you to do? He's going to want you to improve yourself. He's going to want you to do something to make yourself better and be the best person that you can be. Thoughts and Prayers aren't going to work. In this context, go out and do something to improve your life and the life of the people around you. Whoever that's calling them a little bit more frequently, saying I love you a little bit more frequently, uh, doing whatever you need to do, but do something to improve not only yourself but the lives of the people around you. No thoughts and prayers. Be active.
3: I got to call Dave.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Um, any other final words before we get out of here?
3: I think that wraps up, dude. Two American hours, yeah, solid, yeah. Yes, so
1: let, let's get this show on the road. Cue that metalingus music that I've been waiting to hear for so, so long—almost nine years.
3: You think you know me?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number one eighty two, the Kobe Edge. My name is King Ricky Rose. Um, you can find me at the Bashings Bash across all social media: at like Facebook, at Instagram, at Twitter, at Snapchat. And when I tour around WrestleMania, I'll be returning to Tinder and Bumble, all you southern people. Um, Find Kings of the Rings Podcast at KOTR underscore KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram Uh, Subscribe and listen to us each and every week by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio wherever you get your podcasts uh, your Spotify, your Google Podcasts your uh, Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio just to name a few and follow Wrestle Addict Radio's um, social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on uh, Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram and Facebook. Mr. Tarashock, sir.
3: Ah, oh, you know, I usually have something witty to say here, but I think this week I got nothing. T isn't Thomas, A R A S H U K. Um Yeah. Go team Go. Kate Murphy.
0: Yeah. I think it's too late to be funny. <laughs> it's never too late. For me it is. It is my bedtime. It is me, the Queen V. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Twitter at the Kate Murphy underscore. I, I'm sleepy, y'all.
3: <laughs>
1: so I don't even
0: want to watch This Is Us tonight. I'm going to bed.
3: This is Don't sad, worry, Kate. Man, I don't I don't know, I don't know, I'm going to cornhole next Thursday, so next week was solid. <laughs> hmm? Cornhole's next Thursday instead of next Tuesday, so we're, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah, ladies exactly. and gentlemen, this
1: has been a very interesting episode, probably one of our more creative episodes that we've ever done. Uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. Love you guys, especially all of our people who are on our Patreon um, and more people are on Patreon to go. We have more Patreon content coming out in the very, very near future, so please look out for that. Uh, but it's time for us to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, goodbye, good night, fuck slack, and with the final words on this episode, Mr. Kobe
2: Bean Bryant. Good night, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry I can't be with you tonight. However, I couldn't completely miss the chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor, tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, uh, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with your evening. Please know I'm thinking of you. Supporting you and encouraging you always peace